Hello everyone, welcome to Sec Tools podcast by Infosy Campus. I'm your host of the show Sanup Thomas. This is episode 49 and we have a special guest with us uh Gaily Deng, author of PentaGPT. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before we get into PentaGPT, uh we definitely want to get to know you first. Uh tell me about yourself like what was uh, your journey to Infosec or tech in general? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So I'll just like give a brief introduction of myself first. Uh, my name is Gulei. I'm currently a PhD student at Nanyang Technological University working on cybersecurity, uh specifically uh security testing of uh systems. So, uh after the grad- graduation from undergraduate studies, I just like joined A Star uh as a security researcher and penetration tester. Uh and before that, I was like just doing some some topics not related to cybersecurity. I was a student from electrical engineering. But I just personally find that uh cybersecurity to be very interesting and that's why I decided to switch to this topic and work on cybersecurity. Uh I spent like 2 years at A Star working as a penetration tester and security researchers. So basically just learn everything during that period of time. Then I started my PhD and uh working on I'm working on system security testing, robotic system security, and you see now I'm also working on large language model security and blockchain security. So basically it covers a wide range of topics in cybersecurity, but I'm interested in most of them. Yeah, so that's pretty much my journey. <laughs> Interesting. So you're doing a lot of things um, not just like pen test. Now I can call it as maybe very conventional pen test, right? But you are exploring other areas like blockchains and robotics and what not. Working in uh, academics give you that liberty to like explore different areas. Like how how is that journey is for you so far? Uh yeah, that's awesome. I mean for penetration testing, uh people were trying to like uh automate the whole process but clearly is a very hot thing because uh people are having like they need to learn all the specific domain languages in order to exploit the new exploits uh <clears throat> to study the new systems new infrastructures etc and i guess in the domain of penetration testing industry it's more like how to exploit an existing system or how to use a tool that is developed by something some other people in the past well in the academic domain i think people are more interesting like how to understand new the new security challenges in the uh, upcoming new systems and uh how to understand the new challenges which uh is pretty exciting to me and i guess that's yeah kind of what i feel about the difference between industry and academia world Yeah I think um a lot of uh, uh papers are actually coming out from from academics and then um um uh, a bunch of them are definitely converted into like a very successful projects as well now coming to your projects which actually definitely created a bit of hype in the internet uh on pentagpt how did you pick up uh, a subject on pentagpt and um yeah I know your your uh, research is mainly on like automating uh, testing works and everything but what was mm. that thought gaming like let's integrate ai into it yeah actually that started like quite a long time ago when i first started my phd study mm. 
So uh, I, I firstly, like, you know, spent two years at A-Star. I was doing a lot of penetration testing at that period of time. And I was always thinking about, you know, automate this whole process. But it, it was pretty hard. I mean, you need to, like, combine all the different domain knowledge together and, like, make it one universal tool. Um, and at that time, I think people were trying to use, like, deep learning models to really do that. But they didn't achieve much uh, progress. Because I, I guess generally it's pretty hard to generalize the domain knowledge in the domain of penetration testing. Uh, because when you want to test on different ports and different services, the domain knowledge required are like very, very different. So exploiting a web service is totally different from exploiting a local privilege escalation, right? And I guess there's no universal model that at that time can do that. So I did, I worked on this topic after I started my PhD. That was like three years ago. I tried for like half a year and then I stayed up because at that time, I don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. And until the end of last year, uh, I saw that GPT-3 came out. At that time, I know, I know that it, it, uh, there's some new large language models coming out and it seems like they have many new features which allow the model to have a kind of uh, general knowledge or common knowledge in specific domains. So then we see that we have uh, uh, GPT 3.5, GPT 4. And right after GPT 4 came out, I just went to test it and I realized that, oh, this model maybe really have the capabilities of understanding all the domain knowledge in cybersecurity. Uh, it is almost as good as some like junior penetration testers who already understand the basic concepts in penetration testing. Then I feel like mm, maybe this would be a very good chance for me to uh, adopt the large language models into the penetration testing domain and just try to see that if this methodology really work out and can bring some um, new ideas in the automation of pen tests. So I just like build the prototypes. I try several rounds with different designs and uh, the result turns to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that's why you see the Pentest GPT now. Uh, of course, there are like multiple rounds of design and refinement. But generally, I would say that I just started from the idea and tried everything. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great. Um, you released the first version um, not very long, right? It's in April. Uh, yeah. Uh, April, I think two months back, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the first version was even earlier, I guess in March. I see. But at that time, nobody really like paid attention on this and mm -hmm. I didn't like really post about it. So originally I was just thinking about doing this as um, research work. So after I complete the tool, I would just like test its performance and maybe publish a paper or something. And then during this process, I get more and more excited because like I really see there's a chance for this pen test GPT thing to uh, work as a real industrial tool instead of like just being a prototype for uh, academic purposes. Mm -hmm. So after I finished, I guess that's the 0 0.1 version where the basic functionalities were there. Uh, I post a linking uh, page, uh, a new post, and then people started to like get interested in this topic. And uh, yeah, I guess that's why people are like getting interested in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
um and uh, at the time you had few features definitely inbuilt uh, with the uh, capabilities of uh, chatgpt um the first version that you released in uh, which was couple of months back that had chatgpt 4 is that right like the the april release was the chatgpt 4 integration yeah yeah so um at the first beginning i was thinking about using gpt 3.5 mm. but uh, after several rounds of testing i realized that gpt 3.5 really doesn't have the uh, reasoning capability which means that it can hardly combine the testing results from different ports or different procedures together into one piece mm-hmm. uh and surprisingly gpt 4 uh has this capability so that's why i decided to use gpt 4 okay at the moment so within, within like 2 months of development time right what is chat gpt is capable of right now uh i would say that uh now it is very good at doing the code review that mm-hmm. would be the first surprising feature uh because like previously we also discovered that gpt4 is very very good at understanding the source codes so people are trying to use gpt4 to write code and understand the uh business logic from the source code and that would be a very good thing in penetration testing because that there are quite a few of topics or exploits that are based on understanding the source code so i guess that's the first feature of pentest gpt it can easily solve this kind of uh source code understanding based uh challenges or cdfs Uh so the second part is that they understand the usage of basic tools like how to use nmap uh how to use thirdbuster i guess because that openai just like put those materials at the training material for gpt4 so naturally gpt4 understands how to use these tools with the correct options and correct facts that is also quite surprising and thirdly uh gpt4 based model can understand the outputs from these tools so for example uh if thirdbuster reveals that uh there's a directory on a certain website then gpt4 can naturally uh reason for the next step and let the user to manually go into that web page and see if there's anything interesting there uh i guess that's the main three features of gpt4 and all the pentest gpt features are build uh based on these three features uh so just like reading the source code use the penetration testing tools and uh understand the outputs i see um yeah i've seen uh, some uh, commercial slash uh, semi open source tools um especially the source code review scanners uh, started adopting uh yeah hmm. gpt4 uh basically like improving their code uh, code scanning capabilities um, yeah that's good to see Yeah yeah exactly and i guess most of the existing methods available online either is commercialized or open source tools mm-hmm. the kind of focus more on the white box scenarios so like doing source code review or like uh scanning based on either rules or some like business logics or documentation but until now i haven't seen other solutions like other than pentest gpt working in a black box way mm-hmm. okay yeah um one of the um, major challenge or rather the question um, people just keep asking about um when when connecting with uh, open ai uh, apis right because um we are actually dealing with some sensitive information um yeah 
and uh, of course there is going to be like a data uh, flow from where you're testing to the open ai systems um yes and what's the pattern that you've observed so far like what kind of information is passing back to open ai systems um how we can ensure that like i'm doing maybe a commercial or rather like a professional pentest service um is my ips or informations or uh, vulnerabilities are being exposed to a uh, untrusted sources um what's your opinion on that oh yeah this is uh, indeed a very important problem so uh, i'd like to like just break down this problem into two parts firstly is that uh, what are the information that required to be passed to open ai first uh and the second part is like how how do we actually uh take care of the privacy issues so for the first question and fortunately we are pretty much like passing all the scanning results and uh tool usage and the pen testers experience and uh, test results to open ai so generally speaking we have to tell open ai api about the current testing procedures and also the outputs from the tools which pretty much contain all the sensitive information of the target and i uh, i just explain why we need to do that and why we don't use other uh you know open source models we, which we can run privately offline so uh came about testing the model with uh, gpt 3.5 and gpt 4 and the result turns that only gpt 4 can handle this uh penetration testing reasoning thing then uh people were talking about doing fine tuning or even like construct their own models based on the uh open source uh large language models uh the famous one like uh llama and uh alpaca this kind of uh, open source models uh either provided by uh, other companies or stanford university or those other institutions so i also tried on that uh i use a llama 130b model i think uh i did some fine tuning with the data crawled from hack the box walkthroughs and monhub walkthroughs and the result didn't really turn that well because like even after fine tuning those open source models cannot perform as well as pen, uh, uh open ai gpt4 mm-hmm. actually the gap is pretty far like pretty large uh so uh in this case i would think like uh which one matters more uh, either is the privacy or is the performance of the tool mm-hmm. and i believe in the current stage the performance is still like the more important one so i just uh developed the whole project based on gpt4 api and continue to work on this and that's why you see like currently we need to pass all the information to open ai i see okay uh for the second part uh is privacy important yes of course and uh i guess that's one of the main issues we are trying to resolve in the uh future uh in the near future so our plan was to firstly observe that if any tech firms or you know tech giants are releasing their open source models uh for example google is working on their security pop the uh security related large language models I don't know if like they will provide an open source version or they will declare in their uh privacy policies saying that they won't collect the information or save the information there. Uh but that's something we definitely want to look into. Then the second part is that 
together with other colleagues and students, PhD students at Nanyang Technological University, we are trying to build a customized large language models on security related testing. And maybe just like uh, the same as Pentest GPT, we are planning to release it open source. So uh, essentially, we can just allow uh, anyone who wants to test model to implement offline. And ideally, this open source model can perform as well as GPT-4. Uh, I would say that cannot be achieved easily, but at least that is something that we are working towards now. And with all these, I'm curious to hear, like, where are we leading to? And maybe a lame question, like, pen testers are going to be replaced with AI that can actually perform automated pen tests? Or do, you, do we still need expertise who can look into these uh, tools and scan and fine tunes? Um, uh, uh, basically, like, his pen test job is still relevant. I, I think definitely pen test works will still be very, valid, very, very relevant. And... Uh, uh, for now, I would say that it's almost impossible to replace penetration testers, especially considering that the current GPT-4 can only perform some very basic penetration testing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe, uh, since we see that large language models are developing so quickly, uh, in the near future, uh, testing automation tools like Pentest GPT, or maybe in the future there can be many other commercialized solutions, can pretty much do what we are doing now with all those uh, automated white box scanning tools. Like when we try to scan Python or Java code, we have all the different uh, policy-based solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, but pretty much in the end, uh, we still need penetration testers to examine if those outputs are correct, if there are any false positives. Uh, I guess in the future, uh, these kind of automated pen testing tools can use be in the same way. So pen testers don't have to uh, work on every single testing on their own, but they can just like examine the outputs and check that if they're really there, check their exploitability. And uh, most importantly, uh, discuss with the clients on whether this exploit is really relevant or important and uh, tell them how to fix it. And other than that, uh, penetration testing, uh, a large language model-based solutions still require people to, you know, fine-tune the models in order to get all the latest exploits, etc. So I guess in the future, uh, security research works will be more important because since we have all the uh, automated tools, uh, it's more important to uh, understand the principles of new exploits and then just like write them down and use those materials to fine-tune the models. Um, so yeah, I would say that it will not replace penetration testers. It will make their work easier. Uh, but and also at the same time, pen testers need to find the, their own values in other domains, such as like exploit, understanding and development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you rightly said that. And one thing that, I mean, as working in Pentest field uh, for, for, for a few years, um, it's always challenging to catch up with the speed of how tech industries are evolving, right? Um, because um, infras are changing, app is changing, they want to go like releases every week or every, um, like after three days and things are moving really, really fast. And Pentest mm. in general or traditionally is built for a very waterfall approach model. Like it's a very 
old school um, test model. Like you build a setup and we test it and then we find issues and then you go and fix it and then you release it. Whereas now mm. with the all agile and all um, like fast print models, things are moving mm. really, really fast. Um, automations yeah. like this is definitely going to help uh, to catch up with the speed. Uh, but as you said, uh, being uh, the expertise in pen test, um, uh, the traditional testers are definitely need to look into uh what values are they going to contribute when these automated tools are existing um uh, how can they contribute further in fine tuning models and um finding false positives and making it like more efficient over the time um, yeah exactly exactly yeah it's it's good to see all these things are actually evolving and happening and i'm i'm feeling that this is uh, probably uh, still a be- beginning um uh, this will definitely have more revolutions coming in and what's your future plans with uh, pentest gpt where is it going uh for now uh i'm just like doing it as an open source tool mm-hmm. and i plan to do so uh because like i feel when people try the solution they will have more ideas on uh whether it's really useful their in their pentesting works like for now i received many feedbacks on uh pentest gpt is not really good at uh specific domains uh so i just like go to fine tune the models fine tune the prompts uh and to make it better and i always believe that this kind of tool will be very very uh interesting and be benefited from the uh, community contributions uh at the same time i'm also thinking about building the uh large language models uh specifically for security testing or security domain as i mentioned just now mm-hmm. um i have the plan to release the first version as uh open source but in the future i also consider like uh maybe just commercialize uh the customized model mm-hmm. so for example people can still use pentest uh, gpd for free but if they really want to do it for private purposes or for the uh you know commercialized usages uh they will find that privacy to become a very important issue and at that time they will see uh they will kind of like look into private or uh, personal models personal large language models to support all these thing and maybe i will work towards that direction yeah i'm definitely looking forward to see all these uh all these things are evolving and and how things are actually happening in the future i mean uh, now it feels like future is is the present in a way right i mean we are actually living in a future yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like i never feel like uh some some technologies evolving so fast in the past half year i guess mm-hmm. like even if it's in 2022 if someone told me that just after one year we will see the generative ai to be so strong that many of the existing manual based works can be replaced mm-hmm. including penetration testers i would say that mm-hmm. that would be totally impossible mm-hmm. but for now i would say that yeah i guess if large language models keep evolve in this speed then uh yeah we can probably have some very very nice automated penetration testing tool in the next one or three years interesting throughout these uh, this journey in building pentest automations and involving open ai um, logics into it or or capabilities into it uh, what's your learning uh, so i guess i'm really uh starting for two parts ways on how to how uh, to prompt engineering mm-hmm. like how to use open ai solution better 
so as people discovered, uh, you cannot just like randomly talk to uh, OpenAI APIs or talk to ChatGPTs and expect that they could answer with the most correct information that you would expect, right? So I guess that's the main part what I'm doing now is to uh, build the correct and most efficient uh, prompts for Pentest GPT. Not only Pentest GPT actually, is for a more general purpose, like how to ask the right question with a minimum number of tokens uh, so that it could save your money and make the whole conversation more efficient. That's the first part. And then secondly, uh, it's more um, how to use the traditional solutions to combine with large, large language models to make the whole ecosystem more efficient and more powerful. Uh, in the past three or four months, we see that the academic world already started to look into all the other models, all the other tools such like, uh, such like uh, vector database so that they could help the large language models to memorize more information in the conversation. And I believe all this technology will be very helpful in building a end-to-end -end, uh, large language model-based system. So I'm pretty much very interested in all of this and I'm just like reading all the papers and all the commercialized solutions and see like what are those information that, or the knowledge that, that could be really useful in the domain of security testing. So I would just like go learn it and try to apply it in Pentest GPT. I've already seen like there are existingly, uh, there are currently already few contributors to chat uh, Pentest GPT project. Um, how yeah. is your interaction with the community so far in terms of uh, um, issues and uh, code contribution? Um, how, how, uh, how are you f receiving feedback from the community? Yeah, I guess the community mostly uh, just provides the feedbacks on the problems with Pentest GPT, which is very nice. Like if you see now, we already addressed like 40 plus issues, mm -hmm. which are from like kind of bugs in the code to the prompt optimization, to some other features that people are requesting. Uh, as for the contributors, they are actually mostly my previous colleagues or my current colleagues. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like really see uh, people from the community to be interested in contributing the projects, but I guess some people will like, try to contribute in the near future. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because like for now, I guess people are still like trying out and see uh, how to use this tool. <laughs> and I guess it also takes some time for them to really understand the design principle behind this. Right. And and any interaction that you had with people who are saying, I'm running a um, hack the box uh, exam or like a, a machine. And then <laughs> any, any response from that? Uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Someone on LinkedIn just asked me like, hey, can I use uh, Pentest GPT for OSCP exam? <laughs> Uh, I actually went through their uh, requirements, yeah. and I believe that they, they, at least they never say that you cannot use large language models during the OSCP <laughs> exam. So yeah, ideally they can use that, but I, I really haven't really seen other people use Pentest GPT for exams. But okay. of course, I saw people using it for hack the box. I see. Um, yeah, and uh, I could say that Pentest can definitely solve some of the easy to medium difficulty uh, hack the box machines. I was also thinking about whether I can use Pentest for uh, some entry level certificates. Like, mm -hmm. you know, hack the box, they just provide 
I forgot the certificate name, but they have a pen test certificate. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking that whether I just like should take pen test Wikipedia and give a trial on that. <laughs> so so yeah, that is uh, part of the plan. But uh, I don't know if anyone really used this in the exam or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are um, already like news uh, news is where um, uh, people are using AI to solve like uh, ex- other exams, right? I mean, not not really security exams, but other exams. Uh, um, there's already like too much of news is actually on that. But I'm wondering, like, mm. if um, um, you know the CTF competitions or certifications like this, um, allowing or like, what's their regulations on like how how to use AI capabilities into it, which is um, which itself is a very uh, debatable topic on like whether we should re- regulate AI capabilities and what AI should and shouldn't be doing. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, I really have no idea on how this, uh, you know, uh, certificate uh, organizations like offensive security view this problem. But from my personal perspective, uh, large language models or AI-based solutions should be uh, allowed only in CTFs, mm-hmm. uh, especially those online ones, but they shouldn't be like allowed in uh, certificates or exams. Because like essentially, for example, for OSCP, it requires the uh, pen tester or someone who tried to take this certificate to understand how to conduct penetration testing. But pen test GPD's purpose is to uh, act as the penetration tester to solve all these problems, which means that even if you use pen test GPD to solve or pass the exam, uh, you still don't have the capabilities or the knowledge to really perform uh, penetration testing on your own. So I guess that shouldn't be allowed uh, from my personal perspective. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, for CDF challenges, they're totally a different thing because like most of the CDFs are uh, questioning your creativity or your specific understanding on a very tiny piece of uh knowledge on some type of vulnerability. Um, I guess, first of all, large language models won't help much in that part because like, they're really tricky, especially you know, if you're not taking CDFs for practices, but you really participate in the uh, CDF competitions. They're, they're pretty hard. The questions are pretty challenging. So uh, even if you use large language models, it doesn't really help that much. And secondly, I believe just as people are developing all the different tools to use in CDFs, like they already have all the enumeration tools for uh, getting the information from the images, uh, scan the uh, all the you know uh, different code pieces. I guess people can also just develop this kind of a specific AI-based solution to help them with um, CDFs. I don't know, but that's my personal point of view. Yeah, I mean, at least for now, it it's it'll be very early stage for an AI model to um, completely automate a CTF competitions and maybe win over it. Uh, yeah, but that's the current yeah. stage. But we don't know whether like whether those models are being added to uh, in the future. So I'm, um, I mean, it's it's a very open-ended question right now. Uh, yeah, what yeah. is capable, right? Yeah, exactly. Like people were thinking about, for example, uh, when Pierre playing chess or Go, initially the AI models were so dumb that people can never really 
seriously consider that one day the AI can compete with human and win human in this case. So at that period of time, people don't care about if you cheat with those, those like machines or computers. But then people realize that uh, eventually uh, the AI-based solution can outperform human. I guess only at that period of time will like these kind of solution be banned from uh, competing in CDFs. Um, But for now, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, at least we are uh, we have uh, OpenAI as as probably like a very uh, uh, single entry for uh, any AI capabilities. But uh, yes. in what we don't know, like what the future holds. Like they can be, as you said, uh, Google may be releasing something. Microsoft may oh, okay. Microsoft already has uh, their own uh, GPT versions, but other companies yeah. will come up with their own AI models and and. you know regulating this could be another problems in the future uh yeah of course and it will be pretty hard to really do the regulation because essentially people can also like hold their own mm-hmm. local models and just pretend that they are interacting with some customized scripts correct but behind that 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 is actually a large language model yeah yeah i don't know whether we are leading to a good days or a really bad days <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i'm also very excited about all these things and like what's coming in the near future <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool before we wrap up um what's your piece of advice for people who are getting into infosec or let's say tool development or open source contribution i would say like just do your best and be really passionate about the things that you're doing because i feel like as long as you're passionate and really try to understand the things behind then you can do a really nice and excellent work and also just like what all of security uh teaches in their courses just try harder i guess that's very important <laughs> in cybersecurity <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need that t-shirt for sure <laughs> uh, yeah yeah exactly how to figure out the things behind all the exploits all the scripts and that would be really really helpful yeah thanks really it was very very great talking to you Ah uh, yeah thank you so much Sanu Thanks everyone for listening to the podcast we'll see you in the next one